0: Welcome everybody to episode three of Jewel Miners. I'm Sunny, and we got Jeff over there on the east side. So what's Yeah, I'm here. You? Yeah, I'm here. So I'm uh, I'm excited. Before we get started, um, you know, we we last last couple episodes we've done a quick background. I think we probably should keep doing that for a couple episodes since we're still pretty new. But so Jeff and I. Uh, we became friends about 10 years ago back in college, a little longer than 10 years ago. And um, we became friends because I knew his now wife, then just friend. Um, and I was into hip hop. He was into hip hop. He was a lot further along than I was in terms of recording and, you know, had his own equipment. I was just kind of getting into it. I'd been writing for a long time, but I never recorded or anything. So I'm like, Hey, let me use my connection here and see if I can, uh, if I can get in with this guy and we can make some music. And then we started hanging out and, uh, we made our first mixtape and the rest is history.
1: Yeah, friends is a strong word, you keep using over and over. Son- Sonny and I know each other. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, harsh. now
1: ten years later, we both got kids, and and uh, um, uh, you were talking about pink eye. My son got pink eye this oh, week. Oh, he did. Or at least it, it was fake pink eye. Okay. So I, well, let me good. let me retract. It wasn't really pink yeah. eye, but daycares are uh, downright awful. like. Yeah, demonstrative about yeah. things. It's and, yeah. and and they make you feel like your your kids dying and you yep. feel that as a parent simultaneously. <laughs> like your kid's dying and it's your fault.
0: <laughs> our our daycare is like the opposite. They never tell us what's going on. Like if something's going around, they don't tell us until like after my kids got it, and then it's like oh, all of a sudden, Hey, is like something going around? It's like, Oh yeah, everyone's got this right now. Well, would we have been nice
1: to know a week ago. Yeah, no kidding. We got freaking uh, eye wipe updates. So (laughs) just to let you know, we wiped his eye once. (laughs) If we have to wipe his eye again, you're going to have to come pick him up and he's going to need a doctor's note clearing him to come back or he needs to be on antibiotics for 24 hours. So first off, you think I'm going to prescribe him antibiotics right and and without, without a, doctor, a doctor in the first place those, yeah exactly those two things are not mutually exclusive yeah <laughs> that's so, crazy you know that's what we complain about that's uh what we relate with now
0: that and uh that and hip-hop oh just l- real quick a little bit of house cleaning before we get into this um we're on facebook now check us out on jewel miners uh we're on twitter at jewel miners uh, Jeff's kind of read me some interesting stats about the number of people listening to our podcast. So I'm excited and grateful. And you know what? Reach out to us. I want to know who's, uh, who's listening. Uh, want to know about you. So hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Let us know what's going on. Um, Jeff, I am, I'm really excited about this track that you picked this week. So let me throw it to you. I want you to introduce the track and tell the people. You know, what What in this song connected with you that you wanted to do this song this week?
1: So the song I picked was or is Rings by Aesop Rock. And this came out on the Impossible Kid album about a year ago. Now, I got to think this was the lead single. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think the thing that connected with me right right off the bat was. You know, how the song starts, how each verse starts with used to draw, hard to admit that I used to draw. And it immediately sets the stage for. What he's talking about, about how he was a passionate artist years ago. Um, He's kind of self-deprecating a little bit within it. Um, You know, there's some uh, allusions to not being like a professional or anything like that. I might be reading a little bit too much into it, but it was just like a passion, Mm -hmm. right? This past passion that he got away from. And I just thought that the lines of, you know, the second verse starts very similarly used to paint hard to admit that I used to paint and then goes into about, you know, the, the beauty and weaving this, um, uh, this narrative about, what he enjoyed about painting and how he's shrunk away from it, right? And I just I just love what that did for my own thoughts, right? Cause we all have passions in life. At least I hope so. Like if you're out there and you're listening and you say, Yeah, I can't point to any one thing I've been obsessed with in life. I'm sorry Um, because I feel like a a life obsessed with things is a life worth living, is a life fulfilled but I think, Sonny, you got to relate to this too as you grow and as you take on more adult responsibilities you kind of naturally push some stuff to the back burner and it's not so much about. There's plenty of songs uh, about regretting, uh, you know, whether it was regretting who you were and happy who you are now, or regretting that you lost a part of yourself that you you're not quite the same person in in totality that you were before. Yeah. But the the thing I keep coming back to is that hard to admit line, and. Yeah. Like reading into that. What did you read into that?
0: Um, so that, that, very beginning of the song, I've related to right away. And I think probably similar reasons that you did, right? Like, we used to be super passionate about this music thing. Um, and I think you're still doing stuff because you're still working with Fabs, but I just haven't found the time to do it. Um, so, you know, when he, when he kind of pushes on, you know, hard to admit that I used to draw, it's like, yeah, like, you know, in conversation every now and then my wife will bring up to, um, like her friends, if I'm meeting them for the first time or whatever, like if we're just talking, you know, as like if we are getting to know me, it's like, oh, Sonny used to, Sonny used to rap or, you know, used to be in a band. And they're like, oh, really? It's like, yeah. And I always have to say like, yeah, like, I used to rap. Like, I can't say I still do as much as I love it, as much as I'll still write, um, because I still enjoy writing. That's a, that's a good outlet for me. Like, I can't say I rap. Like, I haven't done a show in forever. I haven't actually put anything down in recording in forever. Um, so it's, 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 it, it hurts when you talk about it because it's like, damn, like, this is something that would consume my days and my nights and now I haven't done it. In, you know, it's been a year since I last recorded, more than a year, two years probably now since I last recorded. So, uh, it's a tough realization to come to. But then, specifically with him saying used to draw, hard to admit that I used to draw. Um, when I was a kid, I used to love to draw. And the reason I stopped was, um, enough people made fun of me. Not that, they didn't make fun of the quality of the work because that was okay. Like, I was still learning, right? I was still kind of growing, um, as an artist, but just, uh, the fact that, you know, what a nerd, like, what are you drawing for? Um, and I'm super into comics, so I used to draw like comic stuff all the time. And so I just stopped, like, I just gave up on a passion, um, simply because I wasn't confident enough in myself to be like, oh man, everyone's making fun of me. I just need to stop this. Uh, so I related to that in a, in a, in a big way. Uh, and I didn't read too much into what he was talking about. So I'm not sure. Uh, you know, Aesop Rock, as big as a fan as I am, sometimes gives me a headache because <laughs> this guy weaves some really intricate patterns with his vocabulary. And I'm just so often, I'm like, okay, I have to like read what you've written over and over again. And even then, a lot of times I'm like, I don't know what he's saying, man. Like I'm sure it's, it's really deep, but I, I have no idea what he's talking about.
1: I read an article. Or something, a few years ago, you probably did the same. Where, Aesop Rock has more words in.
0: Yep, I actually thought of that article when you picked rings. That's the first place
1: my yeah, mind went. Yeah, more to. than like Shakespeare plays, right? Like a like an Ace Rock album. Yeah. has more words and more variety of words, right? Not just like right. like, yeah. like unique words. And that's something right. that you, Reiki, right, lay down.
0: Yeah, like they. I think they put they, there was like a chart, and they plotted like all they plotted Shakespeare and like some of the prolific writers, but then all of the prolific MCs too. And you kind of you know some of the people near the top were who you expected, like you know Andre three thousand. I think Eminem was on there, and then way up top as this crazy outlier was Aesop Rock, like with, I think he he had like a thousand or more different, uh, vocabulary words right. than any other like writer or rapper in his, you know, in his collection of writings. It was, which insane. is
1: simultaneously impressive. Right. And, but mm-hmm. yet can do something to the makeup of a fan base. And yeah, you know, I'd be lying if I told you that there wasn't a small part of me that listens to Aesop rock because I feel like it's smart rap. Right. It, yeah. No, I mean, I think that's a big part of why a lot of, people but you can take that too far. Might not admit it, but right? that's And it, right. on the other hand, if you're, you got to acknowledge the talent. I mean, flow wise, um, rhyme scheme wise. And this, this song itself, puts the flow and the scheme uh, and just like the sheer um, like sonic value of Aesop rock on, mm-hmm. on, on display. And he's over the yeah. second half of his career, say the last 10 years or so, he has really elevated himself as a producer as well. And this this track, mm-hmm. I think, is produced by him, right? He's got a pretty tight circle. It's either him or like um, it's only yeah. Well, the whole Rhymesayers guys, there's
0: only you know they don't work with just about anybody, you know. I'm gonna Google it to see who did it. Well,
1: you know, I love the thing that drew me to this song to begin with was the beat, just just all sorts of dirty and it's driving and yet simple mm-hmm. right there there's not a ton of elements going on in that but just the um you know the the dirty sounding um hard hard driving drums that are on there with it's just you know yep. what's it what's it bass and snare it, it um some hi-hat in there i mean it's it's like a classic hip-hop uh um uh yeah. bass line there but then that synth that just kind of eerily like uh, trails throughout is is amazing. And then like the thing that I think is is really cool from a rhyme scheme perspective is that he follows the same um, cadence structure in each of the verses and slightly replaces mm-hmm. some uh, some of the lyrics like but keeps the syllable flow. And goes from, like, towards yep. the end, he kind of, um, he'll slow down, or, or at least, like, uh, give the appearance of slowing down, like, almost like a halftime thing with, uh, like, in the first ber- verse, it's like, I left some seasons eager to fall. I left some work to bury alive. So, it's really, like, he's not slowing down, but he's only, he's doing, like, half of the bar length that, that he was doing earlier. And... And then he really speeds it up, right? Where it's like, um, is this the first verse? No, that's the second verse. (laughs) That's the second verse. But um, the the, same thing in the first verse. I left some years a deer in the light. I love that line, by the way. I left some years a deer in the light. I left some will the spirit away. I let my fears materialize. I let my skills deteriorate. And then, he, and then he goes double time, haunted by the thought of what I should have been continuing, a mission that was rooted in a 20-year affinity and rickety condition with an ID crisis. Nap on the front lawn, look up in the sky. It's, and then he goes true halftime with his, in the hook. Shapes falling Again, out the, of the yeah, fringe. The hook. All heart, though we would have made cowardly kings. They will chop you down just to count your rings. Just to count your rings. Just to count your rings. He's just really messing with your uh, um, I want to say like your your vantage point, right? Even though it's all mm-hmm. audio. One second. <laughs> One second. I gotta put the dog upstairs. Right. He's he's messing hey, with your,
0: your stint. Yeah, sure. Come on. <laughs> this is what happens uh when you're uh grown up and you're trying to do a podcast from your house you got things like dogs to worry about baby monitors
1: all right i think that i i won't promise that that'll be the last one (laughs) doesn't need to so like like that's that's awesome just from like just a structure standpoint you know if 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 Favs was doing this and it was Dutch and I didn't understand the lick of what was being said. Would, it would still sound amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then like what I just said, you know, doing his lyrics, and, like there's some powerful imagery in there that mm-hmm. you even alluded to. I don't quite understand the whole nature of it, but I get fragments of it. Like, right. I love some years of deer in the light. I love that line. Deer in headlights, right? Like, you froze. Headlights. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I spent yep. some years froze. I'm not moving forward. I, I'm not feeling like I left it behind. I'm just like, it's just there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. then in the hook, the hook is just, like, so vivid because he slows uh, down. And he I guess I
0: absolutely yeah. love this hook. Yeah. I love this hook. First time I heard it, like, a year ago. I thought the hook was it was haunting. Um and it captured my attention to the point where so I heard this first time I heard this song was actually on um the WWE two K seventeen soundtrack. you um, kidding me? It's on that yeah, shit? Yeah. Because so my daughter was really young and she wasn't sleeping, so what I was doing was I was rocking her. You know, she was tiny enough that I could rock her in the crook of my elbow to sleep. And to keep myself awake, I was just playing video games all night, right? So I was playing that and I heard his voice come on and I took a pause. I'm like, is Aesop rock on a, on a WWE 2K17 soundtrack? Like, and I know that John Cena curated the soundtrack. Um, and as much as even I like to make fun of, uh, him as a rapper, uh, he does. He, I, I think he he does love hip hop like he's into it like you know he, he may not be good at it um, but he's definitely into it and he curated this soundtrack and he put Aesop Rock on there I'm like wow and I and I wasn't really listening to the verse at all I just thought it was great and so I went back to playing and then all of a sudden the hook comes on and I was like I, I had to stop playing because it was so captivating.
1: John Cena's uh, walkout <laughs> music the instrumental for that dope as fuck. Every, everything else, I mean, him and, oh, and yeah. his voice, his voice is all right, right? But yeah, I can see yeah. why, whatever. Yeah. Right.
0: The, 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 the worst part is the original song on that instrumental is so good.
1: And it's like, why? I don't why even know that I've heard the original song on that instrumental. Is it not him on it? It's it's not. No, he, he, he
0: WWE bought the rights to the instrumental and then he did his own. He did, he He wrote his own original song for it. Um, but it's basically, it's a jack-a-rapper, is what he did. Um, you know, except he paid for it, and, and we never did. Uh, uh so WWE bought the rights to it, and it's, 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 I haven't heard it in forever, but it's, uh, it, it's a pretty dope track, um, from what I remember.
1: You gotta dig that up. But
0: like, you know, he, yeah, you, and, and they do, you know, and Cena, especially when he was like doctor of thugonomics, like in the heyday of when I was still watching wrestling on a regular basis, like he would do, freestyle battles and he did a freestyle battle with the rock um and if you don't really care about rap you're probably sitting there going oh this is great but if you've you know actually been in a freestyle battle or you've rapped um or you've put songs together you're sitting there going man like they had they had all week to write a 10-minute segment where two guys were rapping and why is only like 35% of his couplets actually rhyming to begin with? Like, what the hell's going on in this? Like, and he's supposed to be a rap. Like, he claims to be a rapper. Like, get out of here. But yeah, that's our, that's our WWE tangent. That's our John Cena tangent. You know, tangent. I
1: don't mean to leave you hanging. I just didn't watch enough uh, <laughs> WWE. Yeah, I, mean, I think I watched a lot in... Uh, a tail end of stone cold and early nineties, the, the rise of the yeah. rock and stuff like that. But I don't really have John Cena yeah. like a, as a 90s. wrestler in my, you know, background. So
0: John Cena's, uh, John Cena's rise to prominence was kind of when I stopped. And then maybe five years ago, I kind of
1: you went you talk back about to it, it. Like it's drugs. And it, em- stopped again. Embar- embarrassing. It is in my life. It is. I really I mean, got it's, into it's, Oh God. But I'm yeah, better
0: now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm actually not all that embar- yeah, I'm I'm actually not all that embarrassed about it. Honestly, if I had more time, I probably would watch it more now. Um But when when you've got a limited amount of time, it's like, okay, what type of entertainment is gonna consume my life? Um it's it's not gonna be, you know, six hours right. a week of male soap opera. That's what comic books are for.
1: I'm gonna do an abrupt back to the song thing. Yes. And just come right to the 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 big line of the song is they will chop you down just to count your rings. Yep. What's the meaning behind that to you?
0: I looked at it as kinda, you know, what I was talking about earlier when I was draw when I used to like to draw and then I stopped. Cause, you know, too many people made fun of me. Um and really I think you you gotta you gotta read listen to the whole hook, you know, assuming my, my interpretation of what he's trying to say is accurate to get it right. Like he's talking about um, all heart that we would have made cowardly kings. Like you're, you're somebody that's really passionate, but you're you're not confident enough in, in yourself to defend that passion. They will chop you down just to count your rings. Like the people around you that are trying to bring you down from your passion, like they want to take you apart just to see your insides, just to see your vulnerability. Um, and, and they, they're not going to show mercy in that. And if you, and if you are what he said in the first part of that, you know, cowardly king, like there's nothing you're going to do about it. You're going to show those vulnerabilities and then you're going to bury it and become a used to be a drawer and a used to be a painter.
1: You know, I think that interpretation of Ace Rock lyrics, but lyrics in general, we shouldn't head into a a discussion about it with an apology of if I'm interpreting it correctly, right? Especially artists that are lyrics driven and codify their Mm -hmm. their lyrics using, you know, drenching stuff in metaphor and and things of that nature. Right. There's artists that are really anal about right and wrong interpretations, like that artist intent matters a great deal. Mm -hmm. And then there are artists who put it out and will never speak a peep about what it means, right? Unless genius pays them or something to go on and give verified annotations. Right and a sell out your art for money right. every day Then no big deal, but oh, yeah, no, I mean, please, in in a heartbeat. I I think for me, I appreciate the approach of artists who put it out and kind of send the message that the meaning is whatever the listener makes of it. I didn't yeah. always have this mentality as an artist, and now that you know, I'm not willing to admit that I used to rap. I evolved to, from someone who was like, nope, you got it wrong. Like it was a freaking quiz to, you know, I had intent when I wrote it and I really didn't think of what your interpretation was right now, but your interpretation adds to the narrative that it can be Mm -hmm. that what you said. So there's, it's everyone's right, you know, and I, I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, whether, whether you agree or, or you have a different variation on it.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think that's, that's probably, and again, here we are saying <laughs> sure. what's best and what's not best. Right. And the irony of that while, while saying everything right is that uh, I think any art you have, you have to look at it just, what's what's your interpretation right like uh, how, how do you see this piece of art um if you're curious from an intellectual level sure yeah like dig into it find out what the artist meant i think that's always um i always like learning that because i want to know uh just from uh just from you know a understanding point like wh- what did he mean like where was he in his life when he wrote this lyric like what does what does this song mean to him um but even knowing, you know, what, what the artist's intention was isn't going to change what the song means for me. Um, so I think it's, it's healthy to just have your own interpretation of what that means. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm somebody that needs to know answers to things. Like I'm very like analytical and scientific in that way. So yeah, I got my interpretation of it and it's not going to change, but I would love to um see if there you know if Aesop's got an interview about this track or not if he if he discusses what what this actually means to him if he breaks down uh breaks down the lyrics in terms of you know where he was in his life when he was talking about it. Yeah,
1: you know, I, I think it's this is actually a pretty straightforward Ace Rock track compared to uh, uh, many, right?
0: Oh yeah, compared to a lot of his other stuff. Yeah. That I mean there's been Aesop rock tracks where I've I've read the lyrics. I've listened to it, like on loop, and I, I just give up. Oh my god, I, I got no idea what's happening here, man. Like, all right, I'm out. Ne- next place. Like, I, I don't know. I can't handle this. It gives me a headache.
1: I love that the metaphor uh, is very clear cut. Uh, pun intended, I guess, or not intended. Mm-hmm. The yeah, you know, alluding to a tree, chopping it down, and seeing the age based upon the rings. Right, and the rings are mm-hmm. like you know, in in the case of a tree, it's age, but you could extrapolate that to be uh, meaning accomplishments. Right? Could be right.
0: Your experience, your, your inside, yeah. what yeah.
1: really makes you tick. Like you, you went to right. Um, I don't have one right. single meaning, um, for any of these things, but I'm like you, like the whole hook just provokes feelings in me and makes me think about stuff in mm-hmm. a lot of cases i i think about like we we can live and we can accomplish this great life and we can do so many things that we're proud of and we just keep adding notches uh first kiss first blowjob um the yeah. <laughs> um uh go to uh, Go to college, earn your stripes, um, experience what it's like to be an adult, become an adult, get into rap, um, find uh, intramural sports, um, get into art, uh, really discover your passions, grow up, get a career, add degrees to your resume get married if you want to Uh, be committed to a person or uh, multiple people who, who am I to judge Uh, have, have kids Um, uh, retire, (laughs) rekindle some of your, your passions that you no longer had uh, time. Like as you, although time Time, is such a fluid construct, even though it's, it, it beats along constantly. Right. Uh, But at the end of the day, Uh, you're gonna die and and people are gonna look at at they're gonna they're gonna count your rings they're gonna you know your Mm -hmm. your eulogy is extrapolated from who you really are I mean it's it's written by people that know who you are and everyone in that room kind of gets some of the context a little bit but nothing is full context out of your own brain
0: right yeah i think uh we 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 took the long way but i yeah like i think your 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 thought process on on your interpretation of this hook um it, it, it makes sense in the context of the song it makes sense in the context of the hook um a, you know, we talked around it a little bit, but yeah, like, I think, I think, I think you might be right on the money with this but one.
1: I, I, it makes you think, it, it, it makes you think about yourself even more than it makes you think about Ace and, and, you know, I gotta think, you know, any artist is just dumping thoughts. I mean, it's clearly deeply personal, right? He's not writing it for me. He's, he's, he's trying to get these, these right. thoughts out, but it got me thinking about how, like, like, my, my LinkedIn profile are rings, but they aren't me right and mm-hmm. right you know me is the tree me is is, is ever fluid um, yet constant um, and I, I, I grow and evolve and change with the seasons. you count my rings as a measurement. You know, you're you're getting a lot of a sense of who I am, but it's not really me in its entirety, right? It's a it's a measurement. And, you know, the same with any social media account. It's it's different rings. It's different, different measurements. You can tell a lot about a person by looking at it. Um, You know, you and me have a catalog of albums and mixtapes and songs that You know, most of them are 10 years ago Mm -hmm. or so um, or, you know, five to 10 years ago when all of those rings were accumulated for us, but it's not, it's not the entirety. It you know, and, and and that we haven't had many rings created recently doesn't mean that that's gone from us. Um, No. So yeah, I, I think I, I deeply like, I think right. what's cool about this song is how it helps you be introspective. And you said it's on the money. It probably connects with the rest of the the message and the verses and things like that. But, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm taking it off the page. I'm taking it out of the song. And that's what that's what good music should do, is help you to see, start thinking about stuff beyond just the, the song itself.
0: And uh, Aesop Rock definitely forces you to do that. Uh, with the way that he writes I, I'm still like uh, I, I like his music We went to a live show a couple of years ago You and I with um, Chelsea and I think your wife Went with us too right Here in Grand Rapids uh, Yeah
1: Homeboy Sandman was yeah. there too And it was a Hail Mary Mellon yeah. Show and, So it was Rob Sonic uh, It was, was the first was, time I, I'd him.
0: seen Aesop live um, And I didn't know what to expect because, because his, because his lyrics are so, uh, you you know, it's it's a tapestry that he's weaving, right? With with his words. Um, never having seen him live, you start thinking like, okay, is this going to be kind of a, um, you know, almost like a emo setting? Like what, what's the show going to be like? Um, and then Homeboy Sandman comes out and is just energy, 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 energy. And you're like, Okay, like, are, uh, what's gonna happen here? This, this is, this is really, this is, this is gonna feel strange, but it was honestly one of the best live performances that I've been to. Um, he was able to deliver all of his introspection with an absurd amount of energy. Yeah. Um, and then Rob Zonic was just snapping on people in the audience, which was always hilarious. He <laughs> was like, um, cause I don't know if you remember. <laughs> There was that guy who was super drunk and was trying to rap to them. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, people came, people paid to watch us, not you, man. Like, what are you doing? Stop interrupting the show with your terrible, terrible rap. Yeah.
1: Yeah, The dude in the front row wanted to get up on stage and rap with them. That that was the big thing. Yeah. Like, he thought this was his moment. Yeah. And, (laughs) And Rob Sonic just, I can't remember the exact words, but. It was something to the effect of, hey, the rappers are already up on stage here. Everybody paid to come see yeah, these like, rappers. I respect you, man. I really do. But you need to chill out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was great. That was it a was the pyramid so
1: scheme. That's a cool venue. Uh, I like the sides. Yeah. And I like just, it, yeah. I like no seating, uh, really small, intimate hip-hop mm-hmm. spaces, right? That's what it was, I mean, yeah.
0: Yep. Well, that that was, uh, you know, a little tangent about another Rhymesayers guy. That was the best part about the POS show we went to a couple of years before that at the Orbit Room. So the Orbit Room in Grand Rapids for non-locals is actually a decently sized venue. And uh POS was on stage and he was going to do a show. And, you know, we were, you know, kind of far back. And then he looked up front and he noticed a bunch of just kind of fake emo goth chicks mean mugging him and he overheard them talking about oh god like i hope hope this rap guy's set a short so he says and I, I, was he with ill bill was ill bill his dj that day
1: i'm not even sure yeah, so
0: he had uh, and i can't remember but he had a dj who is kind of well renowned um at, and he and pos is just like man like i'm here Putting my heart on the line with my art and I'm not going to have these clown shows ruin that. So he grabs a stool from his stage, comes out into the middle of the crowd, stands on the stool and does like his 30 minute set standing on a stool. And when he loses his balance, you know, people are just kind of like tipping him back straight. Um, that was honestly, uh, one of my, one, for me, one of the most incredible experiences of my life. It was, it was so much fun to be a
1: part of that. I can't imagine like being, going through the kidney issues that he went through, eventually getting a transplant right. and like, you know, not, not knowing how he was going to pay for it and, and stuff like that. I mean, like the dude, like, <laughs> uh, man, he, courage galore, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, have you heard any of, and this is not a POS podcast and some of the stuff might get cut out, might not depending on time, but, um, have you heard any of his stuff with, uh, with his new band? Um, God, I don't know. I forget what they're called, but they were on NPR like a year and a half ago. Um,
1: well, it's just him.
0: And I haven't listened to a ton of It's him. It's this girl. Um, God, I can't remember. We'll probably cut this out. This is—it's not interesting to anybody. Me not remembering things is not interesting to anybody.
1: <laughs> well, all right, man. Maybe we call that good for the night. Yeah, that was uh
0: that was fun. Well, we should we should do more rhymesayer stuff because I think there's a yeah like I think with those artists there's just uh there's a lot to talk about with how they write.
1: Well, you're up next, buddy.
0: So. Yep. I'm I'm not doing any teases or promising anything.
1: <laughs> no. I think uh, it, it, uh, it'll kind of be like the I learned my Kimmel. Lesson. Uh, is it Matt Damon? Yeah. 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 We'll do Public Enemy next week. There you go. We, yes. We had to cut it for time. <laughs> um,
0: that's right. I'm teasing it. See you guys. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one. <laughs> All right. Later.